You're listening to Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. Abraham Lincoln said, I will prepare, and one day my time will come. Today's episode is a question. Are you prepared for luck? You old enough to have watched Hee Haw? (laughs) Yeah, me too. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. It's how a lot of folks live. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. So I'm not asking if you're prepared for bad luck. Although that's probably a worthwhile conversation now that I think about it. Are you prepared for good luck? Uh, you know, I maybe I did. Maybe serendipity kicked in and I got the title right. Are you prepared for luck? Good or bad? Let's talk about it. Welcome inside the yellow studio. My name is Randy Kentrell. I'm your host here, but you knew that already. The website is leaning toward wisdom.com. I've gotten way ahead in these episodes. It doesn't mean they're good. That's for you. That's for you to judge. I hope they're good. I'm working on it. As I hit the record button today, it is Wednesday, June the 8th, 2022. And I only bring that up because that Abraham Lincoln quote, I will prepare and one day my time will come. There was a case in point that we just found out this week. And that was Camille Vasquez. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but she was, she was that breakout attorney representing Johnny Depp in that defamation trial that he had against his ex-wife, Amber Heard. Did you watch any of that? I, I watched enough to, uh, I don't know. I watched enough to kind of sort of get the gist of it. Miss Vasquez is um, 37 years old, and according to the collective legal community, of which I am not a member, she was given some unprecedented, largely unprecedented opportunities during that trial that, well, virtually every attorney that I read, any attorney that made a comment and that I saw, it's like this just this is very very atypical that an associate attorney gets to cross examine witnesses and gets to make closing arguments but Camille she got the opportunity her time came and those responsibilities that are typically given to partners well here we here we are a week after the trial concluded 
by the time you're listening to this, it'll, it'll be a month old. She became a partner. She became a partner. Some people in the press have speculated in the legal press have speculated that it was largely to retain her. The firm was, they knew they were liable to lose her. She was likely to be poached by another firm. And so in order to secure her services, uh, they made her a partner. I'm not smart enough or experienced enough or in the know enough to understand when attorneys make partner. I understand the whole legal firm kind of structure. I just don't know. I mean, is, is does it, people are acting like 37 is like really young. It just doesn't. Yes. It's, it's young compared to how old I am, but it doesn't seem that young. It's not like she just got out of school and none of that's the point though. The point is she got this high visibility opportunity and she made the most of it. She just made the most of it. Here's what we didn't see. We didn't see the hours of pursuing the opportunities. We didn't see, well, I didn't, somebody did. I didn't see all the hours she spent in college prior to law school, the preparation to pass the LSAT, getting into law school, attending law school, going to study groups, getting out of law school, preparing for the bar exam, taking, passing the bar exam, the grunt work followed by likely a lot more grunt work as a first time attorney research and more research and more research and more research and more grunt work. And I'm supposing all along wondering, hoping, dreaming that your time will come, but maybe wondering, will it ever come? I've no idea. I don't know her, but I can only surmise that like all of us as humans, likely had a boatload of doubt and fear and anxiety and worry and fretfulness and, and a lot more time wondering, is this dream ever going to happen? I mean, am I ever really going to be a practicing attorney? And then for a trial attorney to, you know, am I ever going to quite literally get my day in court, not as a defendant, but as a defense attorney, I don't know when the first time she had that experience and i don't know if she ever aspired you know i wonder if i'm ever going to get a high profile case i I don't know any of that do do these things happen out of the blue Eh, well sure sometimes but most times not most times we're we're stuck waiting and waiting and waiting and doing and grunt work and more grunt work and more grunt work and more grunt work and more grinding and more failing and more grinding and more fear and more doubt and more anxiety. And yeah, and absolutely wondering, will our time ever come? Some aren't prepared. I guess it could be argued. Some are prepared, but they, they fail anyway. It does happen. We're hardcore. OU sooner fans here in my house. It's the hazards of being born in Oklahoma. And it's not just about football because this is not football season. By the time you're listening to this, it will all be 
the women's college world series softball it, it will have already it, w- it will be past tense as i'm hitting the record button game one of the world series championship begins tonight between ou and texas ou had to win one game against ucla they lost the first game they won the second one so they went on to advance and knocked out ucla oklahoma state was in the same position oklahoma state played texas and oklahoma state just had to win one game out of two and they could have advanced and knocked out texas but it didn't happen it did not happen in the semifinal games texas won game one and then osu was leading in game two seemingly okay looks like they're going to win this game and be well on their way knocking texas out problem problem i will prepare and one day my time will come okay well you prepare and you prepare and you prepare and your time comes and you have a gaffe and all of a sudden osu player makes an errant defensive play this errant defensive play results in multiple runs by texas and texas goes on to win now even as an ou fan i just couldn't help but feel a, some sympathy and some empathy for the players involved in this osu mishap i mean here here these girls are they are one game away from making it to the championship series i could be wrong but I'm not sure that OSU has ever been there before. I'm rather, I'm thinking OU, OSU, nor Texas have won the World Series championship in women's softball. I'm not sure that they've ever even made it. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But it's a big moment. Their, their, their time has come. Okay, one team handled it more successfully. We've, we've had this happen to us. We all know how this goes firsthand. We've experienced this in our own lives. Uh, you can think, well, was it Texas? Was it the biggest bigness of this moment? Was it the pressure of the moment? Is it, li- is it life? Is it something else? It's likely all of those things and many more. But you could also look at it from the Texas perspective and say, I will prepare and one day my time will come. And Texas won game one. And then shut your mouth. They went on and they won game two. Both teams prepared. The day came. The single day came. Because the way this works now in this modern era of women's college softball is when you have to come up basically through the loser's bracket, you have to win both games to advance. The other team just has to win one of two games. It could be argued, well, okay, both teams, their time had come. Both teams prepared. Both teams had an opportunity. Yeah, admittedly, a much tougher hill to climb for Texas than it was for Oklahoma State because OSU just had to win one game. Texas had to win both. And lo and behold, Texas stepped up and won them both. Won them both. I don't know that I could 
truthfully say, okay, well, one team was prepared and the other one's not. I don't know that I could even say that the, the poor player who committed the first error, okay, well, she wasn't prepared. I, we could talk all day long about what does it mean to be prepared. And then, of course, there's that, that horrific clutch word or choke. Ah, you know, they're not clutch. Oh, he's clutch. Oh, man, she choked. I don't know. It happens. Are you prepared? Are you prepared for luck? I have talked with people who say, I don't believe in luck. Oh, really? No, there's no such thing as luck. Okay. Please do tell. I I haven't had a real persuasive conversation about this, mind you, because I've quoted the scripture before in Ecclesia, you know, time and chance happens to them all. Well, my definition of luck is time and chance time and chance. There is, it seems to me there's empirical truth. I guess you could argue with empirical truth. There are people, you know, that do believe the world is flat in spite of the empirical evidence and truth that it's not, but come on, we, we can all choose delusion if we care to. And in looking at time and chance, there is a randomness to some things in life. I mean, not everything is some grand strategic orchestration on our part. In fact, I would argue maybe your life is different. I bet it's not. The majority of things that have happened to us have not happened because of some grand orchestration. I was listening to an interview today and the lady had commented how way back when she was in San Francisco and she had a degree in home ec and uh, something else. And certainly was not it. The Silicon Valley was just beginning to emerge uh, that whole high tech scene in San Francisco. And she, she didn't have the education background for any of that, but she got hired on at some kind of a electronics company as a secretary and just serendipity happened and she got thrust in as a secretary in the finance department and it led to her getting an even bigger job with some little company called apple she's the first to admit it wasn't it wasn't some grand strategy on her part i mean it wasn't she didn't map this thing out and say okay i'm going to do this and that'll lead to this other and then it could be argued well okay so don't do that don't don't be strategic don't try to map it out just lean into it i think most of us know well that's that may not be the best way to go but admittedly it's probably not the best way to go to be so staunch in okay let's do this and then this will lead to that and then that will lead to this other because it probably isn't going to go that way i'm a big fan of plan b well okay truth be told i'm a big plan of i'm a big fan of plan m or q or s or whatever it's prop for me and my life is probably much further down than b i mean i wish it were plan b plan b would feel like such a home run hit for me maybe you've had better success Maybe you've had better luck. Maybe you've had more opportunities. 
well, bully for you. I'm happy about that. But that, that hadn't helped me any. My plan A can fail so colossally and plan B can fail just as colossally. And by the time I get to Q, I'm like, well, this, I probably just should jettison this whole thing. How far into the alphabet do you get before you give up on something? There are people who live by, there is no plan B. It's that whole proverbial, you know, burn the boats and don't look back. Well, that's great and wonderful if you don't need the boats, but what if something happens and you really could use the boats and now you've set them on fire? I'm not a fan. I am not a fan of, of that approach to life, but Hey, we can do what we want. It's our life. Are you prepared for luck? Well, let's talk about the negative of this. Are you prepared for bad luck? I hadn't planned on going down this road, but it's worth thinking about how do you, how, how, how do you prepare for bad luck? <laughs> yeah, I can hear, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I can hear this whole collective choir of you saying, prepare for bad luck, man. I've been preparing for bad luck my whole life. I've got vast experience with bad luck. Like probably true. And it's probably true of all of us. And yet when it happens, it still lays us slow. Rhonda gets in her car the other day. We drive old cars. I'm not ashamed of that, by the way, they're paid for, and they've been paid for forever. In fact, we drove them off the lot and they were paid for. Okay. So we drove them off the lot a long, long, long time ago. It is what it is. If you want to buy me a new car, I'll let you, but until then, then don't criticize what I drive. Uh, or what Rhonda drives. So she gets in the car and it kind of stumbles to start it. The day before it had been perfectly fine. And all of a sudden it just kind of stumbled. And so I'm outside and I'm fishing leaves out of the pool. And she's like, did you hear that? She pulls, she's in the driveway, pulls it out of the garage and she rolls her window down. It's, it's running. She's got it started. And she, I said, no, I didn't hear it. And she said, no, the lights on the dash kind of flickered and it, it started, but it kind of had a hard time. I said, well, don't take it. Take my car. My cars, we, <laughs> we bought the cars about the same time. Mine is a model year older. Got a, it's got way less than half the miles on it. Still no car. So she takes my car and I'm, I'm just like, oh man, I hate car trouble. I wasn't prepared for that bad luck in that moment. I was not mentally, I was not prepared for it. Now I had way bigger things happen that were way worse, but I hate car trouble. Do you hate car? Well, who loves car trouble? Nobody loves car. Even mechanics don't love on their own car. They don't love car. Nobody loves car trouble, but Maybe it doesn't affect you as negatively as it affects me. I mean, it just, I just thought, oh man. So I go out and I start it and I experience it for myself and I'm like, okay. So I start it, drive it around the block, come back, turn it off, start it again. Well, guess what? The second time it started, it really didn't do that. So I thought, okay, well, I'm not a mechanic. But it seems to me that, man, let's hope, let's cross our fingers that that's a battery problem. 
much better for it to be a battery problem. I would rather have the bad luck of a bad battery than the bad luck of, okay, well, the alternator's gone out. The starter's going out. Come on, changing a battery is way easier and cheaper. So I kind of got my fingers crossed. Make a phone call to a shop that has done a lot of work on the car through the years. And they said, okay, here's what it's doing. They said, yeah, the first thing I'd do is I'd, I'd get that battery checked. At, I mean, it's, it sounds to us like a battery. So, yeah, take it and get the battery checked. And that's what I do. And I go, they put the tester on it. It's like 10 point something volts. It's supposed to be t- north of 12. So I replace the battery. Presto changeo. It's fine. Now, for about, I don't know what it was. for. I did that the next day. So for about 24 hours, I'm not really prepared for this bad luck. I didn't wake up in the morning thinking Rhonda's going to go out there. She's going to put her key in the car and she's going to try to start it. And it's going to give her a hard time. And now, and then I'm going to spend 24 hours kind of fretting about it. No, I, I didn't. I, I guess I could have. So if you prepare for bad luck, would it be wise to do that? Would it be wise for me to get up every day and consider all of the vast number of things that could go south and brace myself for that Hmm. what a horrible way to live your life no i don't do that no i'm not advising you do that either i'm not telling you what you should do but i'm going to tell you you shouldn't do that (laughs) you should not get up every day with a laundry list of all the things that could go south for you all of the bad luck that you could encounter today you do know there are people who do that well kind of sort of yeah, it's all these victims. It's all these woe is me people. You know, the people that every hangnail, they can't wait to get on social media and tell you about it. Tell you about how much pain they're in, how much suffering they're having, how horrible life is, how awful everybody in their life has been to them, how they've been victimized by everybody and everything. The whole universe is conspiring against them. And oh, by the way, you lead the parade. You're the most terrible person of all because whatever you did to me, it trumps anything that anybody else has ever done to me. Oh, never mind that you didn't mean to. (laughs) I I don't know. It is not a good way to go. It just, there's nothing about that that seems profitable or right. So, okay. So much for preparing for bad luck, bad luck happens. And so now what are you going to do? I think maybe first and foremost to understand that it's see it for what it is. I mean, sometimes it is just bad luck. Here's where my head goes. I know people who ascribed to the notion that they just had this cloud following them, that if it weren't for bad luck, they'd have no luck at all. I mean, it was, it was, it was the hee-haw song gloom, despair, and agony on me. Please tell me you don't live your life like that because gloom, despair, and agony happens to us all. It does not mean that that has to be the way of your life. And it certainly doesn't mean that 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 has to be your point of view about your life. I do know people. I have known people who firmly believed and would happily articulate at every moment that they had bad luck. They believed it. 
the reality is if you believe it as strongly as these people believed it, then guess what? It is true. It does become this self-fulfilling prophecy. When you're seeing everything through that lens, well, you can't help but see it any other way. It's the only way you're going to see it. When you look on the bad side of everything, that's what you're bound to see. I'm fascinated by the stories. The lady gets hired as a secretary. That's not what she intended to do. That, that doesn't seem like, doesn't feel like good luck. Turns out it was, turns out it was very serendipitous in the moment. No, but over time, and yet sometimes we're so quick to jump on board, a, a feeling of, well, I'm, I'm cursed. I'm plagued by bad luck. Oh, woe is me. But sometimes the woe is me moment can turn out to be something way better. Glorious even. Right? I mean, some things just take time. Are you prepared? Well, it begets the whole question then of what does preparation look like? How do you prepare? You hear all this conversation about mindset and our mentality. I don't know. I, I, I'm not fond of the mindset terminology, but I understand it and it's common vernacular. So let's go with it. I, I don't, what is your mindset? What is your worldview? What's your default behavior of the things that happen to you? Some of which you're responsible for, meaning, well, you're responsible for all of it, but some of which you're to blame for some of which is because, well, you made a bad choice. You made a good choice. Other times things are far, far, far more removed from maybe your direct intervention. Things happen to us. I remember driving a, I drove a brand new car off the lot a hundred years ago. And I had to stop by one of the office supply places to pick something up. And I park, I mean, I park out in the boonies, right? I'm thinking I'm going to be away from the maddening crowd. And it's, this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be great. That way I'll avoid the door dings in my brand new car. I mean, I, I had just picked it up that day and I go outside. There is not a car anywhere near me. Some cat parks even further out than me. And I see him pull off. He does not return his shopping cart. Yeah, you guessed it. He does not return his shopping cart. His, his cart is 30 to 50 feet away from my car. And it's rolling toward my car. I go into a full i've got my hands full i don't drop things i I should have in retrospect i should have just dropped whatever i had in my hands but i don't remember what i was getting but i was getting some office supplies and stuff and i sprint and i get there just in time to catch the cart as it hits my front fender passenger side front fender crashes into my car crunches it could have crunched it way worse and i'm i'm sitting here thinking brand new car you kidding me brand new car 
And I was so livid at this guy. I didn't do that. Yeah, he did it. He did it. Complete disregard for anybody else. Guy didn't care. Didn't know. By the time this thing had hit my car, he, he'd pulled out of the parking lot. No, I didn't get a license plate or anything. What was I going to do? Guy was an idiot. Oh, I was livid. (laughs) I'm still livid reliving it now. And this happened eons ago. Was I prepared for that moment? No, I didn't come out of that office depot or whatever it was expecting to sprint across the parking lot, trying to save my brand new car from being hit by a errant shopping cart that some moron left loose in the parking lot, but it happened. I got the car fixed, paid the money. Not going to turn that into insurance. I mean, I had a, I don't know what the deductible was, but got the car fixed and it irritated me to no end. In fact, true story changed forever. The way I viewed that car, I never did like that car and eventually sold that car. (laughs) It wasn't the car's fault. But it's funny how these things affect us, right? So how do you prepare for that? You don't. You don't. You just you process it, and you come to grips with it, and you're like, okay, this guy who did it, he doesn't even know he did it. It's kind of like my road rage story, right? I mean, they're long gone. They don't know. So now all you're doing is affecting your own life. You're going to keep on letting it affect your own life? You can. You can. You can stay wrapped around the axle about it all day long into next year if you want into the whole decade if you'd like it's up to you i got the car fixed that irritated me wrote the check that irritated me even more got the car back and continued to kind of stay irritated about the car (laughs) until i got rid of it and then i moved on i really don't think i moved on until i got rid of the car it it i'm not proud of that i'm just confessing I don't know how you prepare for those other than you just try to see it for what it is. And you try to realize, okay, who's, who's being victimized here and who's doing the victimizing. Well, I was, I was my own victim. No, no, no. He did this to you. No, he he didn't have a clue. He was careless. He was thoughtless. Maybe he's pompous. Maybe he's arrogant. Maybe he's a whole lot of things. Whoever this guy was, I don't know. Cause I never did meet the guy. I don't know the guy. And it's probably best that I don't because <laughs> things might've gotten even worse. My, my bad luck might've gone to worse luck had I been able to confront the guy, but I didn't. So there's that. How do you prepare? And are you prepared for good luck? Are you prepared for good fortune? Are you like Camille, the defense attorney for Johnny Depp made the most of the situation stepped up. And then the poor Oklahoma state player who an errant throw one errant throw begets a series of mishaps that result in i think there were three runs that were scored and all of a sudden the whole momentum of the game changed and osu ended up losing two games they only needed to win one and they couldn't win one and you and i both know that these poor girls they're never going to forget this. 
here was our chance. Here was our chance to go to the World Series, the Championship Series. We prepared. And in one day, our time came, and we couldn't capitalize on it. We didn't capitalize on it. I got an email about another podcast that I do. We, we solicit our audience in this podcast. Give, you know, if you got some ideas, if you got questions, if you've got things you'd like us to talk about, we'd like to hear about it. And this is one that I I've gotten over the years when it comes to professional, the professional stuff, the, the coaching and stuff. And their quest was simply this. Would you address what it takes to overcome a professional or a personal big disappointment. I'd like to hear you guys talk about rebounding from a big, and that word was used, from a big personal or professional setback. This is universal. This is not just me. This is not just you. This is luck, good or bad, fortune, good or bad, opportunities, challenges, suffering, pain, fear, anguish, anxiety. This is all just the humanity of leaning toward wisdom and trying to figure this out in real time. And it's really, really, really hard. But hey, this is just us, right? We're just, we're just having a casual chat here. I'd love to tell you that we're going to solve all the world's problems. Well, okay. We're going to solve all your problems. We're going to, well, no, first we're going to solve all my problems. Priorities and all that, but now that ain't going to happen. We're just, it's toward wisdom. We're trying to lean toward solving these things out. We're trying to get closer to it. How do you prepare? I don't know. I don't know. I know this, I know that we just, we make up our mind that we're going to try to respond as positively as we possibly can to our circumstance and our situation. So when somebody leaves an errant shopping cart across a parking lot and it bangs into our car and it does damage to our brand new day one car that we don't overreact, that we try not to let it just completely obliterate our life that we certainly don't take on some permanent viepoint based on that, that well, see further evidence that I've just, I'm cursed. No time and chance time and chance. I mistimed my encounter with a ninny. <laughs> And I didn't think about a ninny who would park beyond where I parked. And oh, by the way, where he parked an incline, it was uphill from where I was. Oh, and by the way, that ninny, he will be such a ninny. Nah, he won't even, he'll just, he'll literally push the cart down. I, I watched him. He didn't give it a big shove. He just gave it a little bit of a push, but I'm like, you know, really, you couldn't have set this thing to be parallel so it wouldn't roll down the hill. No, instead I'm going to help it. I'm going to help it down the hill. You know, I, I don't know what he was thinking. 
I wasn't responsible for what he was thinking. I was responsible for the outcome of his lack of thinking. Does that mean I got bad luck? I did then in that moment, I absolutely had bad luck. I had the bad luck of running into an absolute moron. (laughs) You've had this happen. Okay. Maybe not that specific thing, but you've run into morons before you're going to run into more too. Cause you do know they outnumber us surrounded by ninnies.com. I've, I've hawked it before. Ninnies is spelled N I N N I E S surrounded by ninnies.com. Yeah. Go to it. It's my website. I've had it for a long, long time. <laughs> Are you prepared for luck? Let's flip this thing and let's, let's at least try to wind this thing down on a, on a high note, because that really was the genesis of it. I will prepare. And one day my time will come. Abraham Lincoln was thinking about opportunity. Camille Vasquez, the attorney for Johnny Depp had an opportunity, a lot of years to prepare to become a trial attorney. I don't know how many, she, how many trials she, I don't know what that experience looks like for her. If you heard the phone ring in the background, I apologize. <laughs> I usually, I hit do not disturb. Yes. I've got an internet based phone on my desk. Long story. I won't, I won't go into it. a partner in another podcast, hsvinsideout.com. Dennis Simpson, Dennis sent me this phone. He's, he's got a little telco company and anyway it's a long story anyway it it's sitting right here and it it rings okay well what it's not a ring it's a sound it's whatever and i always i always always i hit the do not disturb button so it it will be silence i didn't do that so anyway that's what you heard in the background operator would you trace this call and tell me where i am i completely forgot what i was saying we are responsible for preparation are we responsible for when our time comes? Yeah, okay, as maybe as much as you can be. You certainly work toward it. I'm a real big believer in strategic thinking. I'm an even bigger believer in strategic action. I do like to plan a move or two ahead. I'm really fixated on, okay, what's next? What's the very next thing I should do? But I confess to you, I get equally fixated on, okay, and then what? I don't get fixated on the then what so that it's etched in stone because I've learned through experience the then what sometimes gets really disrupted by the very first thing that you do next, whatever that next thing that you do, and then you think, well, that's step one, and then step two will be this. Well, sometimes step one does not go at all according to plan. Sometimes it goes better. Sometimes it goes worse. Yes, quite often it goes worse. Okay, so bad luck? Um, No, that's not my viewpoint. My viewpoint is that's life. That's life. You can choose to see it any way that you want. And I guess the real theme of today's show is to try to encourage you to not see it as you're cursed. It's your fate. You've just got this dark cloud following you around. Everything you touch turns to, you know what? No, 
that serves no valuable purpose at all in your life. You can certainly view it that way. And here's the problem. Sometimes we can fall into viewing it that way. And I guess we're hoping that that will make us feel better. Maybe we're hoping that that will make people be sympathetic toward us. Neither are true. It does not help us feel better and it does not make people feel sorry for you. Oh, they may express some sympathy. Oh, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Meanwhile, they, they leave and they go off their merry way. They don't care. Now I'm not saying that people don't care about you. That's not the point. It's just understand they have got their own stuff. They just have got their own stuff. They can't live every day fixated on what's happening with your life. It's not the way our lives work. We're looking through our eyes. We're listening through our ears. We're experiencing what we are experiencing. Can we deploy compassion and grace and mercy toward others? Absolutely. Do we do that? Hopefully we do if we're good humans, but I know some people who are suffering through some things and going through some things. I'm not going through it with them. I'm not experiencing it as they are experiencing it. It is not my experience. I'm saddened that they are going through it. I want to be as helpful as I can, but I don't get up in the morning thinking I need, I need to go all in on helping them. I've got my own stuff. I've got to do. I have my own responsibilities. I will prepare and one day my time will come. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do to prepare? And what are you going to do when it does come? And it will. Ah, but there's a, there's a huge thing here. A huge, huge thing here that we haven't talked about yet. And that is, will I know, will I be able to recognize it when it comes? Did Camille, the defense attorney for Johnny Depp, did she understand the moment? Yeah, probably. I mean, come on, it's Johnny Depp and you got cameras everywhere. It's certainly, I don't know her history, but I would dare say that this had to be the biggest profile case she ever had. Don't you imagine we could Google it and find out. And I bet you we'd be right. So in that case, she knew the magnitude of the OSU and the Texas girls softball teams. Yeah. Okay. They, they knew the enormity of the situation. They knew the bigness of it, but sometimes you and me, our day comes and it, it may look like yesterday and it may look like the day before, but there may be something just slightly different today. Maybe there was a phone call, an email, a text. Maybe there was a conversation. Maybe there was the opportunity, the possibility of a conversation, but we didn't see it for what it was. For whatever reason. Because sometimes, yeah, we can be, sometimes we're the ninny. Happens. You've had this happen to you. You look back in hindsight and you think, man, that was, I should have done this. I should have done that. Because someday the day comes, but we just don't see it. In my case, I'm only speaking for myself. Many times I've been blinded just because of the seeming bigness of the present. And usually 
I'm just being truthful. Usually it's born of a moment of selfishness of being too self-focused on lack. And I'm a broken record. And the reason I'm a broken record is because I so passionately believe it. Gratitude is the answer forward. Gratitude is the path forward. In those moments where I feel like I've prepared, I'm looking for my day to come, but I don't see it. For me, I haven't seen it because in that moment where I should have seen it, I wasn't grateful enough. I wasn't grateful enough. And maybe I was stuck in a moment of thinking, why did this ninny let go of this shopping cart? Why me of all the people, you know, not that I wish it on anybody else, but I'm like, I can almost guarantee you that my car was the only brand spanking new car in the car lot. And it's like this, it's like this shopping cart had radar. Wait, here's a white car. Here's a white brand new car. Let's yeah, let me head toward that car. I'm, I'm telling you, there was not a car within 150 feet of my car. This shopping cart could have gone, it could have gone anywhere and it smashed, you know, the front quarter panel, just the other side of the headlight. <laughs> yeah, it's funny now, easy to laugh at now because it happened years and years and years ago. Wasn't funny then though. I'm glad there probably were security cameras. I have no idea what I did. I'm sure I cleared out about a three foot spot and just pitched a wall-eyed fit, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But in that moment, I can tell you right now, any opportunities that I had over the next 42 to 78 hours, I can promise you there's no way I saw them. No way. There's absolutely no way. I was completely blinded by, I can't believe this happened to me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've got a brand new $35,000 car that you wrote a check for not bragging. I'm just telling you the truth. I'd saved up and saved up and saved up and saved up and okay. But I was in a financial position where I could do that. No, I can't do that today. <laughs> That's why I'm driving an old, old car. That's why Rhonda's driving an old, old car, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? A lack of gratitude prevents us not only from preparing, but it also, I think, prevents us from seeing when the time does come. So there's that. I know this, being unprepared won't work out well. Now, the downside is being prepared is no guarantee that it's going to succeed. Is it the universe? Is it fate? Is it just simply meant to be? I'm just not that cynical. Oh, I'm plenty cynical, but I'm not that cynical. We need to put in the work to prepare for the luck. We need to exhibit gratitude, 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 gratitude because it's the right thing to do and because it benefits us and it benefits everybody in our life. And it absolutely positively does enable us to see when our time does come and to recognize it.
I got no way of knowing what day you're listening to this. I can only tell you that you know when I recorded it. And between now, June the 8th, 2022, and whenever you are now listening to this, I can promise you, there have been days that I prepared and other days that I didn't do so good at preparing. And there have been some days where I had some opportunities and other days that I had challenges. There have been some days that I had some failure, most days. And there have been a few days where I've had a little bit of success. So what? It's how life is. It's what happens. In the coming weeks, I'm going to have some more conversations about not only these kinds of things, but especially these kinds of things as it relates to those of us that are getting, well, we're all getting older, but for those of us that are getting even more older, (laughs) it's not like we're getting older faster than the rest of you, but Retirement is a thing, and it's looking very different today than it has ever looked before. Statistically speaking, there are 10,000 of us every day who are reaching retirement age, and this tsunami is going to continue for the next decade plus. It's a big topic because we're a really big crowd and the world is different. And I think it's really important for us to prepare because one day our time will come and it could be argued our time has come. And it doesn't matter if you're 19 or you're 90 or younger or older. Today's your time. It has come. What are you going to do with it? LeaningTowardWisdom.com is the website. My name is Randy Cantrell. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. Studio.